0: Well, hello, EK Nation. How are you? Rob Howden here, the editor and chief and publisher of EcardiNews.com. On my own here today. David Cole off on a bit of a holiday here. Before we jump into the uh, second half of the season stretch, uh, a face-to-face, another one, episode number forty-three, and this is a, a great one. I'm, I'm glad we can do this uh, because obviously, what happened last year with a number of races uh, getting canceled, postponed, then potentially canceled. One of those races were one of my absolute favorites and an absolute iconic event in North American karting. I'm talking about the Rock Island Grand Prix. Last year, the event put on a hiatus for a season, but coming back now that COVID has stepped back and we're kind of out and rolling again. And of course, motorsports. I uh, did have a pretty solid 2020, but there were a number of events, especially a one like Rock Island where you're taking over the downtown core of a, of a city uh, where those COVID concerns are a lot more great. And we get out to, you know, some of those tracks we were at outdoors, not, you know, it was, it was able to happen, but a place like a street circuit obviously not quite as easy. Joining me here today, I've got Joe Janowski from the National Karting Alliance and Roger Ruthart. Of course, any of you who have been to the Rock Island event before know all about Roger and his staff and what they've been able to do over 25 years. Again, you've heard David Cole and I talk about it a lot. One of our favorite racing events. Anytime we're there, we always try to find a way to drive something. I've been lucky to race with the Marguerite Ignite Challenge. Cole ends up getting in the Margay Ignite as well. Sometimes he gets a two-cycle ride from someone here and there. I've run shifters there. I've run tag there. Uh, it's just a fantastic event. It's unlike anything else you'll do because it's a lot easier, more relaxed atmosphere. There's no Friday practice. It's a Saturday, Sunday practice. Saturday morning, uh, we'll talk more about what they're, how they're going to approach it. But it's just a it's a really fun event in downtown Rock Island. So again, this is the, this is kind of a preview to a certain extent. It's Labor Day weekend. Let's bring Roger Ruthart and Joe Janowski in here, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of uh, the Face to Face. Hey, good to see you. Glad yeah, to be Roger. Yeah. Good to see both of you guys. Roger, yeah. of course, a uh, longtime uh, organizer, kind of leading the board there at the at the uh, Rock Island Grand Prix. Joe, of course, that family's been around forever. It was a scoozer race earlier in the, in the uh, its lifetime with with, uh, with Joe's father and mom, Don and Susan. Uh, Joe's race there. I've raced there. Uh, Roger, let's start with you. Um it's back, first and foremost. That one year off must have been tough. I know that for an event, and let's just come out of the gate with this, how good it is to be back. Because one of the struggles, I'm sure, for you guys is always trying to find volunteer base to come out and be part of the action. When you have one year off, some of those volunteers kind of step away, don't they?
1: Well, it's not. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not. When you take a year off, it's actually been two years since we raced. True. So, yeah. you know, you lose track of a lot of people. People aren't in the sport anymore or they're, you know, they've had kids or whatever, you know, happens. But, you know, for us, it's, it's the volunteers, it's committee members, it's sponsors, it's new people with, with uh, the city that we have to work with. Uh, It's working with Joe. I mean, there's all kinds of, of new things that literally other than the fact that we have an organization, we have a lot of notes from what we did before, you know, we're sort
0: of starting from scratch again. It's interesting you said two years because once you said it, I went, yeah, you're right. It's an, if it's an annual deal, it's been two full years since you guys have had one of those races just missing the one year. Now, right. one of the big things that was going to happen essentially or did happen for 2019 and was going to obviously be a front and center program in 2020 was the new relationship, uh, kind of the evolution of the way the race is, is handled, the new relationship with Joe and the National Karting Alliance. Roger, talk about that a little bit. What were the motivations to, to seek out a partner? in terms of race management and then talk about how Joe and, and NKA seem to be the perfect fit for you guys.
1: Well, I, th- I think, um, as any time, you know, you've done something for 25 years, I'm, I'm quick to tell people, I, I ran out of new fresh ideas 15 years ago. <laughs> so it, it, it is funny. important for an event to keep it thriving, you know, to have, have that, those input, those ideas, that energy, and all that sort of thing. At the same time, a lot of our committee members who've been doing this 10 or 20 years, we're all getting older and we don't want more stuff piled on us. We want less, you know, we want to take some of it off.
0: That's it.
1: Um, Couple that with the fact that it's always been frustrating for us as a one-off event to try and sit down in December and January and figure out which classes are going to be popular, what the rules should be, which teams are going where in September. And cause we don't, we don't have that ongoing connection with everybody, you know, yeah, yeah. like you would in a series. And so we were looking for, you know, people that could bring new ideas, bring the contacts, bring, uh, understand the trends in carding. And, uh, we talked to several people, but the best, the best opportunity, the best option out there was, was Joe and his team at National Carding Alliance.
0: And I mentioned the I mentioned the heritage as well, right, Roger? Obviously, the Janowski name has been connected with that race for many years.
1: Oh, you know, yeah. Joe's parents were probably as key an element to our success as I've been. I mean, ba- way back in the day, you know, everybody was bad mouthing street races; nobody wanted to insure them, all that sort of thing. And uh, you know, it is—it's still sort of an, a niche thing in karting, but yeah, it is. You know, they were the ones that stepped up and said, well, we're going to do this. We're going to insure it, but we're going to do it right. And we went along with it with, you know, first dragging all the hay bales around and then <laughs> moving on to barricades, adopting a lot of the, the, the scusa thing when they were running scoozes. So, I mean, it, it that was just a, you know, a good partnership through the years. And, of course, Don was originally from Moline, so he grew up in the Quad Cities. So I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so. That's awesome. um I, I mean, i I just, you know, I just enjoyed working with them, and and Joe raced back in the day. I mean, he was the, a, a, you know, I don't know what college age or something, and yeah, and racing here, but
0: yeah.
1: um, the Polish Hammer,
0: the Polish Hammer, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, hey, so so Joe, let's come to you then. And talk about you know that synchronicity of you know you you and your father and you had the NKA, the insurance company with your parents had, then you kind of stepped into that role. You've had that for a long right. time. So you sure. a connection to the sport, but most recently you've gotten back in, you did some race direction and of course, starting the stars championship program as well. That's the, that's what Roger needed, right? That connection is someone with their pulse on the sport on a regular basis to kind of ease the direction of where the, the event wants to go each year. Yeah. And somehow
2: he ended up with me. So like when, when, when Roger said, you know, we were looking for the really great person, I'm like, well, I wonder who that was because, you know, <laughs> somehow they got stuck with me. And it's it's a, as an aside before I even get into that, you know, uh, what I've learned over the last really two years, because, you know, this has been, there was a lot of discussions and a lot of meetings all the way through 2020, um, are we gonna have it? And what's it gonna look like And and all that kind of stuff. But the volume of work that goes into this single event is akin to the Supernats, <clears throat> and I know what it takes to put on the Supernats. Yeah, and it's a huge undertaking that takes a, an immense amount of people. All these people are doing it for free, um, so it's a volunteer kind of group. And you know, and then you bring me in. Um, you know, and, and where I come from, you know, it's like once I stopped racing, I think you know. You and I talked about the last uh, face-to-face I was on. You know this has given me more of that creative outlet that way to stay really integrated in the yeah. sport a lot more than um you know a lot of people just kind of fade away uh but you know this is really what i do and really kind of excited you know and nka has has our like mission statement is preserve protect and grow the sport and what better opportunity uh to actually go out and say like well i'm not just gonna put a mission statement out there and yeah. then just not do anything about it this is a great way when when roger and i started communicating About this, you know, obviously we've been integrated in that race in some way, shape, or form since the very first Rock Island. Um, Obviously, I've learned a lot in the last four or five years in terms of um, event production. Outside of event production, just I think, you know, it was one of those things where I had some cool ideas. Some of them we've done, some of them we're not going to do. Uh, some of them I thought were good ideas and as usual were absolutely hideously terrible. But, and that's what happens <laughs> when you have ideas and you put things out and people beat up on it and you see what's, see what's going to happen. I think one of the ones I'm really excited about, um, <clears throat> is the addition of two new King races. Yeah. And, you know, and so I was really like, now, you know, and I have to preface this with I'm the first King, right? King of the streets. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's special to me. And, yeah. you know, and it's one of those things where some people may not give a crap, but I do because I beat Alan Rudolph to do it. Uh, and that's not easy to do any no. day, much less when there's money on the line. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and a title now, Alan, of course, went on to win multiples. I only have the one, but I'm the first. <laughs> so <laughs> take that Rudolph in case you're watching. That's it. That's it. Um, the, uh, so, so the addition of, and obviously we can't call it the king of the streets, Um, but the king of the rock has such a cool connotation to it. I think it gives us a chance to do a new thing in, in an older and established historical event in karting. Um, you know, we can really kind of put some promotional focus there. So we kind of have a little place for everybody. Uh, you know, you want to come in, you want to be, you think you're the best guy in 206. Um, great. That's the, that's the race you need to be in. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how that grows Uh, because I can tell you for those of us, or for those of you guys who don't like know this stuff, you know, in the sport, you know, it, it kind of follows you the king of the streets thing. And it's like a camaraderie you have, uh, you know, I make fun of race Lebrante all the time. And I'm like, you know, like, well, he's like, well, I'm the king of the streets. And I'm like, yeah, you're like the 26th king of the streets, buddy. (laughs) You know? So, so there's a little something, it means something to people and and it's cool.
0: Let me add this, because this is, obviously, I announced about 15 of these races, obviously, early on before I had to move on and and do some other things on the Labor Day weekend. Um, We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Spec Carding offers you all of that at an affordable price. And the all-new IgniteKarting.com website provides you with the information you need to fuel your passion for kart racing. Ignite Karting is a spec kart that features the Margay racing chassis with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes utilize the same Ignite K3 kart, which puts all the emphasis squarely on the driver. You can race the Ignite package from Margay at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for 2021 include the Ignite Majors, featuring events at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, Quincy Grand Prix, and Newcastle Motorsports Park. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regional-based Ignite Challenge Series at tracks in Iowa, Missouri, Indiana, and Illinois. Local club programs have been established in Idaho, Texas, Nebraska, New York, Ohio, and Florida. All the information that you're looking for on events throughout the country and on all the Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, is available at IgniteKarting.com. Get off the couch and on the track this year. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry, with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklinkart.com, where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services, and is home to innovative engine works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're karting to win, it boils down to one thing. You, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Superkarts USA Hall of Fame driver Alan Rudolph, with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the Academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the Academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. The cool thing about Rock Island, and I'll speak to everybody that's watching right now. I don't care if you're a two cycle racer, or a Briggs two o six racer, or a shifter racer. It's almost like there's that those three different factions at the race where you're if you're it's not like it's not like the two o six class is a support class. You know what I mean? It's nah, this group like if you're two o six. You're mm-hmm. the stars of two o six. You're the stars of two cycle. You're the stars of shifter. Now it was always king of the streets for shifters. That's why I like the the addition of King of the Rock because it really does give that well-deserved respect and spotlight for the guys in, in, in four cycle and the guys in two cycle because the rate, those those races in both of those different unique disciplines to a certain extent are just as good as a shift to races, if not better.
2: You know, I mean, I've, I've been racing, uh, some two Oh six this year. Um, and obviously I produced the star series. So I get to see a lot of the K a uh, drivers that are out there. Fantastic racers. They're I mean, so some, good, yeah. you know, and like there's really good guys in two Oh six There's really good guys in K a the racing is fantastic um i think it's going to be i think those two races in particular in addition to the king i think they're going to be bonkers i think you're going to see some guys really focusing on it um you know because that's going to be a big thing in years to come that's what we're going to be talking about can driver x y and z can they come back and can they uh do they have the ability to um defend their title yeah you know and so uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that piece. You know, some of the other pieces too with, with Roger was just um, honestly sitting down and kind of going through the weekend, going through the classes, going, you know, this is what's, these are what the emerging markets are. This is where we should be beginning to point uh, the race at. Um, in terms of, you know, thinking more about two or three or four years down the road, as opposed to just like, what's going to work this year. Yeah. Uh, everybody here is committed to, you know, this race is going to go, I think entries are actually, uh, really good right now. Um, you know, we've really amped up the social media for it. We've, you know, redone a lot. We've redone a website. We've, um, you know, we're implementing different things into this that, Uh, you know, I think most racers are going to enjoy some racers, of course, are going to be like, well, I liked it the old way, but, um, you know, we're going to come into it, you know, on my part, you know, the NK is really coming in and and working mostly on the, uh, on the competition side. So classes, rules, staffing on that side, and I'll be there, not in any official, like direct capacity, but I'll kind of be overseeing a lot of that um working with Terry Riggins who's coming back. Roger, how many years has Terry Riggins, right, directed that race? Like, like I'm pretty sure Moses was first and then Terry came in <laughs> to to it's, race direct this race.
1: It's been 15 years and it's certainly longer than the, any of our other race directors, so <clears throat> Terry knows the, the inner workings of the whole thing and He does. Uh, he the other thing I like about him is he really understands things from the driver's perspective.
2: Indeed. Yeah. yeah, no he does. And and so I'll be working a lot with Terry, uh, just kind of analyzing this particular you know, this will be my first year coming. Obviously I used to race in it. And I always had terrible luck at Rock Island, but uh, <laughs> I had a great race with Bobby Wilson when you're in King of the Streets. I don't know if you remember that or not, Rob. I do. I do. Anyway, I, like that. um, good. I still talk about that race. It was wild. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh so, you know, but this will be my first side on on that on the back end of the production side. And so really from my perspective, it's I need to see where things are working, but we're, we're introducing, you know, barcode scanning on the tires, um, you know, better ways to communicate with racers. We've got some new people coming in doing, uh, you know, we kind of brought in some new kids to, to really kick up the uh, entertainment factor in term. It's hard to replace Rob Howden, by the way. <laughs> I just want you to know that like as I a promoter, that. it is extremely difficult because you're so good at creating that. energy and excitement. And so, you know, we've got Carter Pease and uh, Roger, you're going to have to remind me of the other name. Jake There you go. Uh, so they're coming in, trying to give it some of that excitement. I I'm, like re- I'm reworking the schedule from previous years and Roger and I are currently going back and forth on that, trying to make something uh, a little bit newer, a little bit fresher, uh, um, you know, get people playing track time, all that kind of stuff. So so they're going to see a difference in terms of, um some signage. We're upgrading the signage for staff. Okay. You know those kinds of things. We're going to kind of like you know shaving a haircut. is what they call it. Kind of like make it a little prettier yeah. uh, while we're there. Which are things that I've just picked up in the last few years on how to do that and how to place it. But you know the core of the the core of the group is still there. The core of the what makes that race really cool is still
0: there. Let's grab a couple of quick comments here because this uh, here's some old names coming up there for you, Janowski and Roger. How about Eric Nelson? Holy smokes. Where oh. did Eric Nelson love, love go in Love that life? race. Eric Nelson. Scott Smith Racing says, won't be uh, able to yeah. make it this year, but hopefully we get back again. Here's one for yeah. you. Noah, Noah Stark says, when will we get Dave Mack oh, announcing? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Mack. Dave McIntyre, who's the voice yeah. of the Cup Cards North America uh, series. He's got his own style, that's for sure. He'd be, he'd be a lot of fun there as well. But you're bringing... So you're bringing... Let's talk about that. You're bringing in a, a couple of new announcers to kind of change it up a little bit. Um, also little dj action i'm hearing which is kind of cool
1: yeah part of part of what we're you know really trying to do is uh keep the energy alive yeah and so when when there's breaks in the racing or during practice things like that we're you know we're just gonna it's not gonna be so, tuning into you know some random country western or or pop rock station just letting it run i mean we're we have a guy on our committee who's a DJ, and he's going to pick the songs that are going to, you know, keep people out of their seats.
0: I like it. That's when good. There's
1: no racing, so
0: Roger, we'll get we'll get back to Joe. We'll talk a little, Like uh, you gave me a list of a bunch of stuff. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's around the festival side, right? Joe's handling the competition side. You're focused a lot on the festival side of it. It is a tough time, and I know that you know COVID's still not totally shut down, as <clears> we know a lot of the restaurants and stuff and you know that's one of the things about rock island the restaurants the entertainment there's a lot of stuff going on with with short staffing not being able to get people uh but what do you guys got going around i read something about you know the cornhole tournament's gonna be on or something like that there's a lot of stuff going on around the the festival itself
1: yeah what one of the things that i think working with joe allows us to do i mean the the concept here is that you know jake joe takes over the racing and the competition aspect of it and we handle all the stuff that's sort of on the ground in rock island yeah which is setting up the track and you know all the other things that go into making the rock island race what it is um but i think that uh part of that is reaching out to spectators and getting them to stay And watch the racing, watching guys go around that they don't know who they are and they don't know what the sport is and all that. So, people will do that for a while and we'll, you know, hope we're hoping to get more information out to them that will help them understand and appreciate the racing. But if you give them other things to do, you know, that'll keep them down there even longer. So, that's why we have vendors, we'll have bounce houses this year. We have the local professional hockey team is going to have a shoot-the-puck thing where they can, (laughs) you know, go in and they're actually using street hockey balls. But um, we have the cornhole tournament that will be going on, you know, just off the side of the track. Um, You know, just a lot. Oh, the Clown Club is coming out. A couple of car clubs too, right? And a couple of car clubs. We've, for the last probably four or five years, had the Camaro Club and a few other people that joined them who just wanted to be there but this year we also added the tesla club which i i think if it was me i'd come down just to talk to the people that own those cars and see what it's like to drive them interesting i I think i think that's a you know an opportunity to to bring new faces down to, to watch and enjoy the racing too
0: uh joe let's let's go just because you know those maybe watching this trying to get some insight what's happening where are we where are we going with class structure this year any major differences major changes major additions for this year
2: yeah you know we've kind of cleaned up uh some of the classes that you know we're seeing in general decline not not in terms of it's not that they're not out there or they may not be relevant in certain areas um but you know we're obviously you know uh 206 there's a big focus on 206 uh, it's so massive now in the sport. You can really do a lot with that that platform. So, we're seeing expansion. So, there's two heavy classes. There's two medium classes. Uh, there's a master's class. Then you throw in the Ignite. So, they've got two senior classes plus, yeah. plus a master's. Uh, obviously, keeping the vintage stuff because uh, not only is it cool and not only because I feel like I'm vintage, but <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things. I know what guys, you know, when you know, when you see the KT 100 is in a vintage class, you're like, man, you know, this isn't a good thing. <laughs> but right. uh, at any rate, you know, we're we're not bringing the Yamaha back. We're not bringing the tag stuff back because those things I don't think are, even if we, even if we could have gotten some of those entries back this year, I don't, I don't see that being a long-term focus. So we are bringing the KA back in um, obviously KA numbers everywhere, uh, are monstrous. Um, yeah. you know, we're seeing, and I, I really do think that's going to be a pretty big, uh, you know, I, I, there's others in the group that don't believe me, but I, I really do think that this is going to be a good class. And I've, I've heard guys out there going like, cool. Like I'm glad there's a, a King 100 race. Um, and I'm saying Ka, but it's really, it also includes the, the, uh, rock version of that. It also, includes, the it VLR. also includes yeah. the, uh, the KT. Um, yeah. so, you know, you want to go for it, come on out. Um, you know, obviously we've got the shifter classes as normal, uh, focusing mostly probably on the KZ 175 stuff, but you can also run a Rock. You can also run a Honda. Uh, so we're trying to make those, you know, a little bit kind of come one, come all a little bit to a certain extent. And that's kind of where we're focusing. And I think, you know, you and I talked in the last podcast, I mean, that's what we're seeing in a general movement in the sport. We're seeing 206. We're seeing KA. We're seeing shifter movements. Um, the race and the, the schedule that we're doing and the class tricks that we're doing is kind of moving that direction as well.
0: We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN radio network. You want the best. You just got to roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart. So why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but Carney's number one lifts and stands? Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second to none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine, and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, bead breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer team and budget. Streeter Superstands has over thirty continuous years of experience. Brick cart racers just like you and know that the streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSupersans.com. Roll with the best, streeterSupersans.com. There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track, and their karting lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT karting helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual density interior foam lining and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger Carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed carbon Curva rib protector is unlike any on the market, with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to StiloHelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo. Any competition, one helmet. Kemetic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kemetic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive karters, Cometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Cometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free as and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Cometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Cometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Cometic gaskets are must-haves for championship-winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Cometic gasket sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to face to face on the EKN Radio Network. I like that. Roger, any other things that, that you think would be uh, notable for those looking to potentially come to Rock Island this year?
1: Um, no, I think, you know, we talked, a big part of coming to Rock Island is um, the 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 show and what you do when you're not racing, too. Um, a lot of guys, you know, when they go to a kart race, they go out in a cordon field somewhere and they race and then they pack up and go home.
0: That's <laughs> it.
1: And here you come down and you race through the city streets with thousands of spectators watching you. And then when you're done, you know, you go out and have a good time.
0: So
1: not now not you, Rob, I know, but um No, don't,
0: don't even <laughs> don't even start with me. Oh but,
1: but part of the <laughs> challenge is as was noted earlier, is we have you know, I thought this would be a, a huge boost to downtown businesses this year who really need it. And as it turns out, I'm finding out that you know a lot of them are either going to be on restricted hours or closed because they can't hire enough people to run the business. Wow! So, you know, we've had, you know, the the people that we normally work with for the, for um, the nightly entertainment aren't doing it. So we have to find another option. And we, you know, the the restaurants aren't closed. We're, we're trying to see if we can, excuse me, trying to see if we can bring in some food trucks and things like that. So the people, you know, the, the cool thing about, racing here is you walk out the hotel room door and everything's within a block or two.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: So, so that's what we're, we're working on. And, um, uh, I don't, I don't have it in, in writing yet, but I just got off the phone with a guy who owns a, uh, local club that I thought was closed because of COVID, but apparently just reopened 700 people he can handle and they're going to do, uh, Shows just for the grand prix weekend,
0: really? Ooh,
2: that's great. So, um, I like it.
1: So, it'll, it'll be interesting because uh, it's a re- really different kind of place. They got all kinds of it's like a amusement park indoors.
0: Wow, interesting. So,
1: um, including you know, a mechanical bull, which I know we'd have Rob on if he was here. So,
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up there with Janowski in terms of being uh, vintage right now, so I don't know yeah, if my body yeah. can hand, handle that. So, well, hopefully,
1: that's going to you know handle the entertainment aspect of it and give people a place to go, and um, you know it's it's only a block from the hotel, so they can stumble home if they want to later. So that's
0: it. Well, listen, it's the Labor Day Classic, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who may be tuning in for the first time. You listen to the the podcast or watching here on on YouTube, and Joe can talk. We've talked about it, Roger. Joe, one of the great things about this race, is it's not like and I said this at the, at the intro, right? It's not like a regular race. It's not one of those races where you go and you're there at seven o'clock in the morning. You're on track. At, you know, it's, it's, and then you bust your ass all day long and you're exhausted. It's kind of a more relaxed atmosphere, right? We haven't Absolutely. kind of touched yet on how you what's – the, what's the schedule going to be like? Is it, is it similar to what it was in the past where you know, practice Saturday morning, qualifying, and then you're, you know, all we do is really run races. You do a warm-up in the morning and then you run the races in the afternoon. That was the past. Is that kind of what we're doing still?
2: Yeah, it's going to be a couple rounds of practice on Saturday morning. And, you know, Roger and I are, are beating around right now, trying to figure out if we can do three uh, three rounds. Um, you know, people always come back and say they want more track time. Uh, but the reality of it is we all want some party time too. The atmosphere. And, and when you guys were talking, you know, it's kind of like, I'm going back in my head remembering, you know, a lot of the stories, I know Roger doesn't necessarily want to hear this, but a lot of the stories that exist in the sport um, are about what happened on Saturday night at rock Island, you know, and then who's green in the morning on Sunday. And, uh, and so, but, but those things take on kind of an Epic uh, they build an event to a certain extent. Now I'm not condoning any of that behavior. Everybody should go out and be good. Uh, But what I am saying is like, that's part of that um, intangible that rock Island has always has. Matter of fact, when we we were first talking about doing this, uh, you know, it was one of the first things I asked Roger was like, are we going to be able to get that nightlife more reengaged again? Um, yeah. Because that's what people talk about. They're like, "Man, I really miss um, you the know Travolta's. going to Rock Island, the Travolt, the Travol- retire." All, I all know that, all that kind of stuff, you know. And so uh, I'm glad to hear about this deal because you know it's it's that's just part of what's important. So you know the racing ends uh, Saturday afternoon, in theory, around five five thirty. Uh, depending upon how things go during the day and there's plenty of practice on Sunday morning it doesn't start until 8 30 uh, We run a few rounds of practice and uh, and then we race so we racing, racing. It. so it's practice Saturday morning racing all afternoon practice early on Sunday and
0: then main events all all afternoon I know that in 2006 I think I finished fifth in Tag master and I actually had Keith freeber Actually, he was my engine, he was my wrench, he was my mechanic for that. Yeah, I was we driving the Brava, and at the end of the day, <laughs> Keith is like, We could have did a lot better, right? but we, we wouldn't have been able to go out and do the Travoltas because I think we were kung fu fighting till about <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. It was, um, yeah, yeah, it's but that's Rock Island, man. That's like that is literally we would you'd go to the band, whoever was playing, and the you know, there was a lot of locals there, but it was just Carter's. Screaming and singing and having a tremendous time, whether it's at the Dacri Factory or whatever the hair wherever we were it was I think that was it was Bushwoods back then in the early 2000s. But man, it was that's part of Rock Island. It's not just about the hardcore competition, it's about the camaraderie off the racetrack as well. It's coming back to the hotel and trying not to go to the bar that's beside the hotel at the end to make sure you get to bed on time. It's amazing. You know, it's,
1: it's it's also the place where a lot of people will bring their families along, they'll bring their sponsors along. Yeah. Um you know the awards thing that most people stay for on Sunday night is a just a chance to, for anybody who finished in almost whatever place there was, to stand up and thank the people that you know made their racing happen for them. So there's a lot of neat little things that you know are, that I see that are just you know special in different ways about Rock Island.
0: And let's cap with this, guys. We'll talk. We can talk whatever else you have. But let's cap with this. There's the IKF Duffy, there's the WK Eagle, and there's the Rock. Right. Yeah. And, the, you know, there's always the, you know, I know Quincy's brought out uh, their Gussie uh, and there's other trophies. But the Rock is one of those trophies that especially if you're from the Midwest, but that's that's one of the iconic trophies We're talking 25 years or 26 years now with this race. Um, that's one of the iconic trophies in the sport. No doubt about it.
1: I'll tell you a real quick story about that that I don't think anybody's ever heard before. But I like it. Uh, we're st- standing on the street corner one day with Tom Argy e. Jr., who was our race director at the time. And I was explaining to him about how the city was gonna tear up the street that is the whole front straightaway with the start finish line and everything is. And he said, you know, you ought to save some pieces of that concrete and give them away as trophies. And we didn't do that. We went out and found something that looked a little bit better and more presentable, but it, it still was a really neat idea. All right. And um, I'm glad we, you know, we've had it. And a lot of people have, have treasured those over the years.
0: Well, I know I know that uh, David Cole and I always always go back to Matt Payway's speech uh, when he didn't quite get it, but wanted to get that uh, bleeping rock, and eventually was able to win one. And that and and again to see the look on Matt's face when he won that you know won that rock and was able to win that race. That, that I think that speaks volumes. I think a lot of people in this sport. You go all the way back to the you know the late the late uh, 1990s when guys like AJ Whistler. When they won the 125 yeah. CC race and Al, Alan Rudolph and Bobby Wilson and Kyle Gann and Scotty Barnes. You see some of these guys that have won over the years, you know, Jordan Musser. And of course, race Liberanti as you said, we're talking about a who's who of shifter cart racing over the last 20 years. And that's what the rock is, right? Joe, you, you know, that it has the legend status in our sport.
2: Hey, all the legends have run this race. Scott, you can keep going down a list Rob of guys that didn't win Ron yeah. white, uh, you know, you've got Musgrave there, you've got uh, uh, Jake French, um, and I, I believe French is coming back. I mean, you can do a who's who yeah. in karting, and they've almost all been to the Rock at one point or another. And a lot of those guys have not gone home with trophies. I'm included in that. <laughs> I do not have a Rock, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. And i uh, tried a number of times, but uh, yeah, man, there's just something about the race. And and there's I'm feeling a good vibe. I think it's going to be a good time uh so it's a nice mix it's a mix of good racing uh good friendship good camaraderie um and then uh you know on a great weekend it's all the weather is usually really you know knock on it wood is. i probably just jinxed it but yeah but
0: i I, yeah. I listen it rained the year i was there and i and loved it i ran the shifter in the rain it was awesome it was so much fun
2: actually that place would be pretty good it's awesome in the it's rain, awesome yeah. In the you rain. Know,
1: yeah you know the uh for all those guys who ne- have never won here You can take solace in the fact that Graham Graham Rahal
0: finished sixth when he ran (laughs) here. That's right.
2: See? Yeah, Yeah. That's it. You
0: know, Boy, so I mean, listen, it, let's be real. It was also the springboard for Scott speed to go to formula one. Let's, you know, let's talk it about. Was. absolutely. He said yeah, it was said the, it was the
1: be- best kart race <laughs> he ever ran. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, guys, uh, listen, let's, let's wrap things up here right now. Again, just one of the iconic races. Like we said, one of the beauties of it is when you do go to rock Island, not only are you going to have a great time, you're going to, you're running against the best of the best, right? We talked about some of the shifter names we're talking about, you know, guys like, you know, uh, Gary Lawson, Tony Nielsen, Todd Bolton like you throw the names of guys that that run well there it's that's always a tough place to go in and, and try to get the job done
1: yeah some of those guys could build an addition on the house
0: with all the rocks they have <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah Tony Nielsen Tony, can do a foundation I think <laughs> I
2: think Tony Nielsen entered nine classes already
0: yeah something like Is that. Is he really that's the same you know, I love it it's that's insane. Amazing absolutely amazing well guys listen thank you t- so much for taking the time to chat with us uh again just trying to educate you know we, we have to do this all, quite a bit right because we know the turnover we have in carding there's people that came in the sport you know two three four years ago that don't really know about the rock island grand prix and i like the fact joe that you're coming in because with everything you've done the experience you have i'm sure that you'll take some of that pressure off of roger and his crew to be able to really put on a tremendous race track side wise
2: and that's what we're looking for, you know, just a, you know, a, a positive movement in a certain direction. Let those guys focus, you know, boots on the ground where it's really important, and uh, you know, and we're pretty built now to handle a lot of the the on track stuff. I mean, for example, uh, you know, I'll be having, you know, I just recently acquired a, uh, a track safety light system, uh, predominantly for stars, um, but we're going to be bringing that up. So instead of a guy waving a flag, we're going to be we've got nice bright led caution and, and oh, nice. green lights going uh so hopefully i'm able, i'm going to be able to bring in some some new things that just make make the race maybe a little bit better from the competition side and and just keep this thing growing you know
0: Let's get it what I'll do guys if you're watching here on YouTube I will put uh, the link to registration down in the in the um, the comments and in the uh, in the overview of the race itself the uh, of the show uh, what is the website guys I think it's a new website now right as well as it is it racerock rock com is that what it is now
1: it's racerock island dot info yeah okay. but the the old address you know rock island grand Prix.com will still get you there too
0: yeah okay so racerockisland.info of course follow rock island grand prix on all the social media channels as well yep. guys once again thank you so much i know that uh, what are we like we're a month away right yeah okay, it's getting close <laughs> Team, one month man yeah and, right, and let's
1: let's not forget for those who can't make it this year and want to find out more about what it's like. They can follow follow all the racing on Carding News.
0: Yeah, we'll be streaming it on Carding News. Of course, David Cole will be there. Trackside doing all the coverage throughout the weekend. I'm not able to make it this year, but I don't think I'm going to – I think my Labor Day weekends are going to be open for a while, which is nice. I'm planning on coming back in 2022. Roger, Joe, nice. thank you so much for joining me, guys. Yeah, thanks, dude.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: We'll let these guys back in the studio. They can wait for me there. Guys, uh, what a tremendous uh, cap uh, to really the week, about Thursday right now, a month away from the Rock Island Grand Prix. And as I said, I announced the event... 15 times, I think, starting in in, uh, 1999. Uh, It was actually, I think, one of my first paid gigs. Bobby Wilson's dad, Bob, actually gave me 100 bucks to announce the shifter car races, which started me being there for the next 15 years, which was amazing. Uh, It is a bucket list race. If you've never gone to Rock Island and you've got the Labor Day weekend open, trust me, you are going to love it. Laid-back atmosphere, but tremendous racing, a lot of fun. Uh, Cole and I try to race it every time we go, and that speaks volumes, I think. Anytime we're there, we try to figure out a way to drive. It's not an overly technical track, right? It's got five left-hand corners and one right-hand corner, but it's a ton of fun, and trust me, you will love it. Big thank you to Roger and Joe for joining us. Go on and check it out again, racerockisland.info or rockislandgrandprix.com still gets there. Follow them on social media. Make sure you hook yourself up to go to the event, folks. It's, uh, it's a great one. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Face to Face. My name's Rob Howden. Book it.